1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Thingy. All right. Kang's got a bunch of questions. Let's power through these things. You ready to go?
3: I am ready. All right. Oh, you, went- you sound – sounds like he wants to go first, Doug. Yeah, but he went first yesterday. Oh, okay. I, right.
2: I, I I have chosen to receive.
3: Okay. All right. Whatever you guys decide. I, I thought you went first yesterday. <laughs>
4: I thought you went first yesterday.
2: All right, I have deferred. Gator,
3: will you receive? I will receive, yes. All right, first question, boys. Bennett Amalu, the famed neuropathologist who is credited with discovering CTE, has come out and publicly said to Tua, you should retire from the NFL. Tua, quote, Tua, my brother, I love you. I love you as much as my son. Stop playing. Stop. Hang up your helmet and gallantly walk away. If you're one of to his close personal friends, or maybe a family member even, what would you advise to a? should you tell him to retire? You know, it's
4: amazingly ironic that the man who played Dr. Omalu in uh, in the movie was Will Smith, who slapped Chris Rock silly, who should have been checked for concussion after that. Um, look, if I was close to a Tua, I would say, listen to your doctors. Go Go independent of what the team is as well. Get second and third opinions on this. This is your livelihood. It's your career. I'm not telling him not to play, but I'm telling you you probably want to sit out for a while. I heard other people that are, you know, medical professionals say things like, yeah, he should be out for like six weeks. This is not a, Oh, let's check him out after next week. He should stay out for a while because clearly he was concussed in the game prior. That's why they fired the other doctor. So my advice to him would be, look, man, if you want to retire, that's fine. But if you want to play, I think you can go and talk to a doctor and find out if it's, if it's okay for you to play. I listen to doctors.
2: Specifically, I listen to my own doctors. What I don't listen to is doctors who haven't even examined me. <laughs> and this feels like a doctor giving a hot take. I don't expect hot takes from doctors. Would I advise him to retri- retire? Quite possibly. But not because that doctor said so. I would seek what you said. Multiple yeah, opinions. And not... Not go with Doctor Hot Take if somebody verifies Doctor Hot Take. Not Doctor Hot Take. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> but
4: I, I mean, it's
2: not on his
3: field. it's not just this. like he's just some yeah. doctor giving a hot take, though, Doug. He's this the guy the, who's credited. Well, this yeah. is also
4: the guy who's got his he's got an agenda.
3: Sure, sure, but he he believes in what he believes yes, in, right? And people actually, and CTE is real, according to he might most be right. people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, he of might course. Be. I think that's his just general opinion with anyone that suffers a concussion. To be honest with you. If I'm one two of two as like family members, I tell him listen man. We all you guys all know what you sign up for. This is a physical game. You may get concussed, you may break your arm, you may do this. You're on strike to it at at best, at worst. I mean, this is something you take seriously and I would not you can't do anything after health is wealth, right? What's it all matter if you can't even function later on in life? He's already got an issue with his hip, we think future for his future um, you know. Just to live comfortably. So, I would honestly I'd advise him to really seriously retire. And if he did, I'd be like, good for you, man. Multiple reports have come out and said that both Tom Brady and Giselle Buncheon have both each hired divorce lawyers. Guys, if this is true, that doesn't look good for their marriage. If Brady is getting a divorce, Is this a good thing or bad thing for him on the field?
2: I think Tom Brady's strongest asset as a quarterback is his ability to quickly process information and act upon that information. He sees a defense. He sees a blitz. He reads things quicker than most. I think his second greatest asset is his stubbornness. I think 99% of people with personal issues, it would affect them negatively. Tom Brady now will go out and want to prove that undermining his marriage by coming back to play football was worth it. So he will have something else that something else that motivates him to go out and have a great year and Tampa win the Super Bowl. I don't think it will impact him at all because he is a bit of a cyborg when it comes to
4: the game. I want to believe you because I think that's an excellent synopsis of the whole thing. And I think that would hold true for a 39 or 40-year-old Tom Brady. He's more advanced than that these days. I think it can't. I I can't see how it's not a distraction of some kind. Maybe it doesn't manifest itself uh, as as obviously as other things would, but I do think it's a distraction. That coupled with the fact that he's already banged up and he's got a bad arm and a bad shoulder right now from the last game, so I I, I think the writing's on the wall. It's it, it's it's just the downside of his career. So as things are starting to fall apart on his body and in his personal life. I think it'll be easy to for some people to, to correlate them. Even it may not be directly correlated to it, but it could look like it.
3: Yeah, I don't think people want to believe that players have personal lives. And they're real people and they're humans. And things that happen off the field and at home do affect how they come to work, just like you or I. I'm torn on this one. I feel like, okay, now he knows that it's over. He can just focus on football and let the lawyers and all that stuff take care of itself. But he he's a dad, and this is going to affect you know him seeing his kids and things like that. I think in the end, and he already looked. You look at the cracks early in the year. He had to leave in the middle of the, the preseason. I think this is going to be a bad thing. I think that uh, as cyborg as he is, it finally happens. Maybe father time wasn't the biggest part in this. Maybe it was his personal life. But this is the year where we see that Tom Brady isn't the Tom Brady we always have known and loved, or some of us at least. <laughs> All right, it sounds like uh, Some more than yeah, that. exactly. <laughs> It sounds like uh, Odell Beckham Jr. might sign with a team. Uh, He's not, you know, I don't think he's reported to come back healthy until November, but he's already making his tour. Uh, His good friend Von Miller said yesterday that OBJ is on tour right now. He's visiting the Giants, the Saints, and Bucks. and also Miller thinks that OBJ would be a great fit for the Bills. Where should OBJ sign, and where do you think he will sign?
4: You know, I have two teams come to mind. One's AFC, one's NFC. And I think they're both kind of obvious. I think that the, the team that needs a receiver would love a veteran receiver are the Packers. You know, they could absolutely use OBJ, give uh, Aaron Rodgers another weapon to utilize, and one that has a lot of experience. Um, and yet, I don't think that'll happen. I think it goes where his friends are. I think it's Buffalo. Buffalo needs another receiver. They've, they've got Diggs, and what else do they have? You know, Gabe Davis, but he hasn't done much this year. Yeah, and, and McKenzie or something like that. I mean, there's not much there in, in, in Buffalo outside of Diggs, so... It makes sense to me. Go go to a team. At this point, you're just going to go to a team that's going to give you a a, a championship possibility because the money's not there if you're signing midway through the season.
2: Well, I I look at the three things that might motivate him or anybody, Super Bowl, stats, or money. The team that has a Super Bowl opportunity has the ability that he will be able to compile the stats and has the most cap space of the teams that are going after him is Green Bay. I think Green Bay makes the most sense.
3: Uh you know what I think right at this point in, in uh, Odell Beckham Jr's career he's a front runner he showed it last year with the Rams I think the front runner this year is the Bills they just lost Jameson Crowder for the season uh Gabe Davis hasn't shown up like I said that much so far he's got a great friend in Von Miller he talks to on a weekly basis I think the Bills are the team that gets uh, OBJ's services eventually All right during the Monday Night Football game between the Rams and Niners a protester ran onto the field As he was eluding security, though, he got hit with a hit stick by Bobby Wagner, linebacker for the Rams. Now the protester is filing a police report claiming that blatant assault happened. All right, guys, is it fair game for players to hit you if you enter the field of play, or should they just back off and let security handle things like this?
2: Well, let me start with emotional adult Doug that looks at this situation and thinks, F this guy. The problem is, is that, Legally, he may have a case in that I'm no lawyer, but we do have a bit of an issue with excessive force. Okay, It's a come under scrutiny the last few years, so if this ends up in court, he may have a case. But I hope this clown gets nothing. <laughs> nothing.
4: Well, I was going to make a similar point, but in the other direction with that. We know that uh, we, this country has a problem with excessive force when it comes to law enforcement. If law enforcement behaved like Bobby Wagner, nobody would complain. That's not excessive force. People will tell you what excessive force is, and what we saw in that game was not it. If that jackass is going to go out onto the field, you get what's coming to you. And if it's if all it is is a hit like that, that's it. You know, It's not like Bobby Wagner took you down, got on top, and did some ground to pound. He just took you down, and then security came and cuffed and stuffed you. So be thankful that's all that happened to you. And that you were escorted out of the building, what you should have been is put in the clink for a while, but that's not going to happen,
3: yeah, I really want to say all's fair, but you're right, Gator. you can't ground and pound someone, you can't grab an object or whatever. Hey, he helped the security do what they had to do. you back off, you let security handle so because guy, you got let you gotta almost send a message to fans. you cannot do this, protest, not protest, whatever you cannot enter. The field of play. I don't care what sport it is. Plus, he's got something smoking on
4: him, and who knows what that is.
3: And that's where actually a player might want to just stay away because you don't know what yeah. you know what the uh, the protester or a fan has. The Broncos play the Colts tonight. Both teams invested in a new quarterback this year, hoping to take that next leap. Which team has been more disappointing with their new QB, Wilson or Matt Ryan? <sighs>
4: I, I think it's um, I think it's the Colts. I think they expected something so much better. They, they thought they had it. You know, We're moving on from Carson Wentz, going to Matt Ryan, got a better quarterback, another veteran. But hey, it's better, and it hasn't worked out. I feel like in Denver, there's still hope that things are going to turn around because it's Russell Wilson, who is you know MVP type guy. You can still see Russ has talent, and at the end of the last game, they actually let him be Russ. You let Russ be Russ, you'll be fine. But Matt Ryan just doesn't have. It.
2: Neither have been great. Russ has kind of been exposed as being kind of weird. <laughs> and, and Ryan five touchdowns, five picks. Thing is, Indianapolis have probably has a better chance to win their division than Denver. So I guess I'll say that the, the Russell experiment in, in Denver is more disappointing. But he's having a better year. But I, I just don't see them getting in play in that division.
3: Yeah, I got Wilson, but I honestly don't think it's because of Wilson. I think it's because of his coach, Nathaniel Hackett, has been disappointing to say the least. He's got to let Russ cook, right? And Russ ain't cooking, man. Yeah, he's not cooking. All right, if you didn't know this, Brian Greasy is actually the San Francisco 49ers QB coach. He's had a great career, though, post-playing in the broadcast booth, even being on Monday Night Football. But he decided to go back and coach. Which would you guys rather do? Coach, call big-time football games as an analyst or be a coach with a chance to win a Super Bowl ring.
2: I mean, we can debate how qualified we are for even one of those jobs, but we're clearly more qualified for one than the other. Right. I have a pretty stable life right now at home, with the wife, the kids, the job, et cetera, et cetera. Bring on some chaos, man. Let me be a coach. I want those crazy hours. I want the fun. I no, want the getting, I want the getting fired every two years and getting a new job. I want a little sizzle. So, yeah, I'll, wow. I'll take the job as a Breaking coach. bad over here. <laughs> I don't buy that for
4: a minute. Yeah, Doug's life is real stable right now. Are you kidding me? I want some chaos. Yeah, every night. I don't know. We got this practice. We got this game. We got this game. We got this practice. I got to go over to, to Michigan and interview players and the coach. I got to do this. Game. Shut up. Same, Same thing every week. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'll take the analyst job because you're you know, you're accountable, but your feet aren't held to the fire like they are if you're an assistant coach, and I'm definitely not qualified
3: for that. At this stage in my life, I'd want to do the coaching thing just to get away from the family. But, no, just I'm super competitive still, and, and have a chance to win something would be really cool. Just to get away from the family. You'll have no time in my life, Doug. It's over. I now. know. How uh, could
4: you understand, Doug? And
2: that I do, <laughs> believe me, I do. And that concludes the Omaha Wide 94 down around the league blitz thing. Carson Anderson
0: 97-1. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.